Good evening, patriots. Welcome to Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth in these Orwellian times. I am your host, Ryan. Today, I offer up more insight into what we need to do in order to win the fight ahead and to continue to prepare our plans for the next election cycle. All next on Living with Liberty. Friends, I manage people for a living, and what I tell my team is it's okay to vent as long as you come back after you're done venting with solutions to whatever problem it is you're venting about. So I'm going to take a little time to vent here and bring you some solutions on what I'm venting about. The inauguration is done, and with that, the defeatists have come out to play. The truth is, This is a long-term fight, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. It wasn't ever going to be done in two days. And truthfully, if we are truly honest with ourselves, it wasn't going to be done if Trump had gotten four more years either. Those that had voted for Biden are going to quickly learn that they got the old bait and switch. None of the divisive rhetoric is toned down. It is only intensified. Biden called for unity out of one side of his mouth, yet said there's going to be a war on domestic terrorism. Oh, really? And who would those people be, Joe? My last show was on moving ahead and what we could do to to beat back this Joe Biden administration. I was giving practicalities uh, on some different things we could do, and all that got me was called stupid amongst uh, a lot of other things just for daring to suggest we move on to focusing on the state and local elections, for daring to suggest that maybe, as a group of liberty-loving Americans, we get off our asses and take action. Honestly, how dare I keep a positive outlook and some optimism at actually pushing reforms through our state legislatures that fix the problems that plagued us during this election cycle by taking simple steps like contacting our state legislators? I can tell by the numbers that the show, my last show did. Uh, the ones that blasted me didn't bother to listen. They only were emotionally triggered by the teaser I give when I post the show on my social media accounts. It's the people who are part of this uh, crowd that would rather bitch and whine from behind their keyboards instead of taking that time spent doing so to type out an email to their reps outlining their demands to ensure, in this case, free and fair elections. I gave a list of 10 suggestions to email or call your reps about and demand that your rep incorporate these reforms into an election reform bill. The thinking was already done here. Then, if it's an email, you have it in your sent files and you can send it over and over again without having to rewrite it. Just pull it up and resend. You could do it weekly until they got the message. Well, today I have more things that we need to be doing and things that we need to do in order to forge ahead. Old China Joe is right. Unity is in order, but it's not with his administration or even the Democratic or Republican Party. It's with those who identify as American citizens. That truly is the only identity that matters here. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican 
or black, white, Hispanic, Martian, whatever. The only identity that matters here is that we are all American citizens. America is not a radical place. America is a very sensible place, generally speaking. It just seems that somehow, at this very moment in time, we managed to elect the fringiest of the fringe ideologues to hold office. A lot of that is due to the lies we have bought into that the establishment parties feed us, Democrat, Republican, mainstream media. They keep us divided through made-up issues and made-up slights to this group or that. Anything is easier to control if it's divided. It's why when you watch Apex Predators on the the Animal uh, Planet channel, when they're hunting, they divide the herd. That's easier uh, for them then to find the weak one and get in an easy, quick meal. Our elected officials and the media entities uh, do the same thing to us. They divide us, and then they try to conquer us. They're attempting right now. If they didn't do this, we'd threaten their power. I want you to ponder this question as we go through the show. How powerful would we the people be if we all banded together under the singular identity of being American? I have a couple articles. One is a Federalist article titled, Eight Strategies for Exiting the Biden Years Stronger Than the Right Went In by Joy Pullman. And an American Thinker article titled, It's Time for Republicans to Stop Lamenting and Start Moving Forward by Sally Zelikovsky. I will, as always, link both in the description box, and I encourage you to read both. They're both excellent reads, and both give actions we need to take in order to move ahead, some of which I have actually went over in previous shows, some of which will be new. So let's start with the Federalist piece by Joy Pullman. The eight strategies we can do for exiting the Biden year stronger than we went in. First thing we can do, recognize corporate media as a propaganda machine. I believe most of my listeners already do, but it's good to hear it again. It's good to be reminded of this. What we have to be cognizant of is that there are still many who believe what comes out of these liars' mouths is actually truth. I'd also throw Follywood in there as well. I have some shows that I like to watch and that now I am utterly disgusted with how the storylines have turned outright propagandistic. It's time to boycott these propaganda machines. I have shows I've stopped watching, and it's looking like a few more will be added to that list. We have to remember that mainstream media, anything they say, we should almost always assume the opposite is true. Second, we need to be crystal clear about the radical left's goals. Plain and simple, it's to crush anyone who stands for truth, freedom, and liberty. It's to crush anyone who will who will refuse to bend the knee to them. This is why I did my last show on the topic I did, moving ahead and focusing on our state and local elections. It's why I gave the call to action on this, and the call to action to work this year 
to shore up our state-level election laws going into 2022. The left won't have Trump around to project their totalitarian actions on anymore. It's all on them at this point. They hold both chambers of Congress and the White House. They will go too far and turn off even the most reliable of Democrat handle pullers. Remember, generally speaking, this country is very sensible. A lot of us tend to congregate towards the middle. Our problem right now is we have loud fringes that are garnering all the media attention and all the attention, period, really. Three, there's the separation of the GOP from big business. This is really a good thing. This will further illustrate that it's really the Democrats who want to turn our our country into a corporate oligarchy. With many corporate donors pulling back from GOP political funds, it will force the Republican candidates to source from the voters themselves in order to run their campaigns. This will remove them from only serving their corporate masters while throwing us a few crumbs now and then. They will be more beholden to the voters if that is indeed where they're getting their funding from. Number four, accelerating the corruption cycle. This administration, this movement of the left, is built on lies and ideology, not solid principle and truth. As a result, Pullman notes it will mean a quicker downfall of many corrupted institutions, ranging from churches that don't proclaim orthodox theology to the death of higher education institutions that have been colluding with corrupt politicians to scam young people out of their futures for decades. Dan Bongino often laments about how we have the dumbest people in all in office all at once. Pullman also notes this idea here in her piece. She notes that our country is populated by people who fail to the top, but the more of them that there are failing to the top, there's more enemies that they make and the weaker their rigged systems become. At the end of the day, there's no honor among thieves. Number five on Pullman's list, target the close and local. State and local races are where it's going to be at if we are going to uh, win this fight going forward. Again, this is going to be, we have to take a long-term view here. We need to be pressuring our state and local officials to hold the line against federal overreach. We need to create sanctuary states that uphold our values of freedom and liberty. If we have sanctuary states for immigrants, we need to have sanctuary states for conservatives. Six, forced deep thinking on first principles. Pullman makes uh, makes note here that we are now living among the real-world results of implementing leftist ideology, and that this is why Democrats take refuge in the culture war. She notes that Democrats have nothing left to offer the masses but bread and circuses. The circuses part is absolutely true. Let's think about the Biden cabinet for a minute. Look me in the eye and tell me who among those nominated cabinet members is actually qualified for the role they've been nominated for. Not a one. They checked a few boxes to keep the leftists uh, happy, and none of those boxes actually had anything to do with actual real-world experience to handle the role itself. 
this administration will be more chaotic than any other we've seen in history because of the sheer incompetence of its leadership. When you fill out a leadership cabinet based on characteristics instead of meritocracy ideals, you're bound to have chaos and incompetence. And what we're going to have to do is figure out how to limit the damage of this administration. Pullman does provide a bit of optimism in that she says people are seeing this more and more. They're waking up and making different life choices. They're moving their lives toward living a more meaningful and integrity-filled life. We are seeing this with movements like the walk-away movement by uh, that Brandon Straka heads up. Why did Facebook ban it? Because too many of their core ideologues were uh, stepping out of their uh, stupors here and turning from the Democratic Party. They are seeing the lies for what they are and moving toward that more meaningful and integrity-filled life. We also see it with politicians that have jumped ship recently. Vernon Jones, the Georgia State Senator, uh, he's maybe the most high-profile individual to make the switch recently. But in this last election cycle, there were two state senators in Minnesota who left the Democratic Farmer Party there and became independents. Number seven, engage in more conversation, not less. I spoke on this in a show a few weeks ago. We have to allow the whataboutisms that those of a different, uh, a, a different um, ideology will throw our way as we're talking to them. And then we must answer them in a non-threatening way, you know, also using our own whataboutisms to get them to think. You know, in reality, the voting population is split almost equally into thirds. One-third Democrat, one-third Republican, and one-third Independent. We have a huge opportunity with the one-third that's independent. What if we were able to sway the majority of that group to our cause, to our uh, conservative values and ideals? And even a little further, what if we could reach into the moderate, uh, moderate Democrat pool and sway them? Not all of them, but you know, a, a good number of them. The way we do this, it's, it's all going to be done through allowing them to dialogue uh, uh, with us with questions and whataboutisms that will challenge our worldview, our understanding of facts, and, and that's okay. We need to be ready with the facts and our own whataboutisms in order to have the same uh, challenges to, to their worldview. And it has to be an open, com uh, open conversation. We need to show them why they should take what the mainstream media tells them and assume the opposite is true. We have to leave that door open to them and converse in a way that helps them come to the conclusion themselves. That conclusion being the conservative cause is actually a good thing for all people, not just a select few. If, if we just try and hammer them over the head with our facts and figures and tell them what they should do, they're just going to shut us out and we won't win over anybody. And the, the last uh, item here from the Pullman article, persecution purifies and creates solidarity. Pullman notes that we all have a common label now. 
it's become plainly obvious that we are outcasts in society right now. But it will be in this time, in, in this time of being an outcast, that we will be uh, constantly under attack. It, it's in this time that we will bond together and form a deep loyalty to one another. We will learn to sacrifice, become tougher, leaner, smarter, and more agile in our responses. The thing is, this also requires us to stop eating our own. We must realize that even amongst ourselves, we will have differing opinions and viewpoints, and that that will be okay. We need to be accepting and supportive of that. We need to get out of the woe is me mode and mindset and step into the I'm ready to charge ahead and make a difference mindset. It'll be our differing viewpoints and opinions that will make us stronger. Now I'll move on to the American Thinker piece uh, titled, again, It's Time for Republicans. I say it really should just be conservatives. Uh, to stop lamenting and start moving forward by Sally Zelikovsky. I want to highlight just a few things. Again, some of these will be new and some that I've already covered in uh, prior episodes, but I think they bear repeating because they are that important. Zelikovsky lays out several suggestions for us. First, do not give up. She notes we already know about the Obama retreads in the Biden administration. We already know how Democrats will gleefully overplay their hand. That's already started with Biden's first day of executive orders. We already know that the squad has gone wild. What we need to watch for and be looking out for are the unknowns. We need to not give up in the face of everything that's going to go on over the next you know, two years, hopefully, till we take over the Senate. But again, it's a it's a long Senate and the House of Representatives. But again, it's a it's going to be a longer fight than that, even past the next four years. Second, before we start a new party, let's see if we can use the existing infrastructure of the GOP to suit our purposes. I did a show a couple of weeks ago on this very topic, outlining the things we need to think about before we go starting another party. Zelikovsky notes, we have some stalwarts in Congress and a fiery crop of new representatives. Let's see what we can do to join them and push the establishment out. It'll be our quickest path to returning to power with an American-centric party. Third, congressional Republicans should vote party line against every piece of Democrat-sponsored legislation. Now, there's enough moderate Democrats out there that will have to think twice about uh, any yes votes on the most radical items if they hope to stay in office. Obstructionism will be key here. We need to be in contact with our reps and lay out this expectation that they will vote against every Democrat-sponsored bill unless we, the base, would agree with it. Ideally, it's, it's something that would... Uh, line up with conservative ideals and values. Probably not likely coming from the Democrat Party, so I would expect that there would be very few times our conservative representatives would be voting uh, with Democrats. Let them know your vote will absolutely depend on their actions in this. 
let's just take a look at Liz Cheney. She's already on the uh, hook for facing a primary in 2022 because she strayed from the party line in voting for another sham impeachment. That's the pressure we need to put on these invertebrate representatives in order to get our uh, voices heard and, and messages sent. Fourth, uh, one I also have spoken about in the past, we must get more active in state and local politics and even consider running for office ourselves. Zelikovsky notes that we, as conservatives, must form a protective swarm around any conservative that is attacked by Democrats or, their, or even their uh, media complex. We are all on the same team here. She notes that after the primaries are run, even if our preferred candidate did not win, we must support the conservative candidate, even if we have to do so holding our nose. We must blindly support candidates like the Democrats do or continue to face an uphill battle. We need to realize that we have two parties that rule our country. We sometimes just have to pick the less bad option and work on getting a a better option the next time around. Fifth, invest in current alternatives to the current tech monopolies. Now, this is going to take some time and patience with the alternative platforms out there. We know that uh, they grow rapidly and aren't always the most responsive, and and there's some downtime, and there's truthfully, there's some bugs. That's okay. We need to be okay with that and realize we're playing a long-term game uh, here and that we need to stay off of those big tech uh, platforms. We need to also help the cause here of these alternative platforms by not rushing back to Twitter and Facebook like the crazy ex you keep breaking up with but can't quite quit. I want you to emblazon this in your mind. These companies hate you. Repeat it daily if you have to. Big tech hates me and my values. Repeat it until you, uh, until your urge to scurry back to big tech is gone. Six on Zelikovsky's list, organize. We must get a national organization with a website to coordinate action and disseminate information and communication to all patriots. This should be unaffiliated with the Republican Party. It should be our own uh, website and, and group, really, at a national level that is that runs this and, and make it known that you know we're here to take over the Republican Party. And the last item on uh, Zelikovsky's list, lay low on the protests, marches, and rallies, and demonstrations. Peaceful or not, we will only feed the narrative if a few uh, out there uh, act out on emotion, you know, triggered by agitators. No matter what, we will be cast as the bad actors in these uh, instances. We cannot have conservatives or anyone claimed uh, to have been part of a conservative cause perp walked on the news. It's our right to do so, I get it, to, to our right to assemble and protest for a redress of our grievances. But sometimes here, discretion is the better part of valor. We need to be aware of, of where we stand and what kind of uh, world situation we're in right now and, you know, kind of lay low on, on the protests and, and demonstrations. We need to be passionate but smart about the action we take. We need to ensure 
we do not put ourselves in situations that will hurt our cause. So I'll finish up today, tonight, by asking this question that I asked earlier. How powerful would we the people be if we all bonded together under the singular identity of being American? It will take work. It will take listening and convincing someone with whom you may mostly disagree with. It will take looking at things from a a long-term view. It'll take not expecting instant results. It'll take sacrifice. It'll take courage to stand up for our our values of truth, freedom, and liberty. It will take all of us buying into being on the same team. Are you willing to take action in helping preserve the Republic? Or will you just sit content to watch what is left of our freedoms and liberties melt away? Friends, that's my show for this evening. Thank you for listening. If you'd be so kind, please leave a positive review if your preferred listening platform allows for them. Also, please subscribe to the show and sign up for notifications. It will help us stay connected as well as helps us move up the charts where more people can find the truth. I appreciate you spending some time with me today. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my podcast with your friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. Also, I'd be grateful if you subscribed to my podcast and signed up for notifications. It'll help you stay up to date with Living with Liberty. With Parlor Down, I can be found on MeWe by searching Living with Liberty. And I also now have a Telegram channel. The handle there is at Living with Liberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.